Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show. It's Straight Talk with Joe. Welcome to the show. It's Straight Talk with Joe. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another great episode of Straight Talk with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Tillis. We have our wonderful co-host, Mr. Keith Ellaby, joining us tonight. What's going on, world? How you doing? I'm recording live from Santa Monica right now. Um, welcome. Greetings from Santa Monica. Miss Monique Calderon is our other wonderful co-host. She'll be joining us shortly, uh, but uh, right before we get into uh, another awesome show of Straight Talk with Joe, um, just want to open up in a quick prayer. Just pray that uh, that the Lord have the Holy Spirit usher in on this show, and uh, we pray that the Holy Spirit use us uh, to be a vessel to reach those who are lost and broken. Heavenly Father, we thank you once again, Lord God, for your everlasting mercy, your joy, your peace, your kindness. Lord, we thank you for salvation. We thank you for allowing us to have this opportunity to reach your people and allow the Holy Spirit to manifest within us and to be used by you, Heavenly Father, to be a tool to reach those who may not know you, may have been afraid to speak up to get to know you. So we thank you for this opportunity. Pray that your word be spread through through the masses, through our lips, to your people's ears. And so in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. So tonight, um, tonight might be a little heavy for for most. Um, People often don't talk about, you know, depression, especially in the minority communities. Uh, You don't really hear depression that 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 often, um, or suicide, or uh, you know, self-inflicting wounds to battle with basically demons that live within you. Um, tonight we're going to touch on a few of those um, instances or um, thoughts um, primarily geared or centered around suicide. Uh, so you know, right Amen. now we want to jump into the to the into the scripture. In John ten ten it states, "The thief cometh not, but for to steal, and to kill, and to destroy. I am, I am come that they might have life, and that they may, might have it more abundantly." So that you know. 
John 1010 has been quoted, <laughs> misquoted, uh, preached, taught, studied throughout history. And in Lamech's terms, what Jesus was saying was, the enemy is out to get you. There's nothing that your flesh can do to stop it because he's coming to kill you, destroy you, and to steal your spirit, to steal your soul, to take everything away from you that your heart's desire. And his ultimate goal is, if possibly if he could kill you before you got saved, then that's a win for him. But Jesus said, I come that you may have life, and not just have life, but to have it within an abundance, to have so much life that he can't even attempt to take it away from you. And, um, you know, that's the beauty of Jesus Christ. And, you know, the sad part about depression is, and, and I and I want to touch on depression before we just jump straight into, into suicide. And, and I think with, you know, Keith, myself, and Monique being of the uh, millennial generation, you know, we see it at a at a higher rate. Uh, but you know, before we get too deep into the conversation, I want to encourage everyone that is listening to the sounds of our voice to please call in tonight's show five one six three eight seven one four two seven. That's 516-387-1427. We would love to hear from you. We would love to, you know, get an idea of where you stand on this topic. And, you know, maybe in the long run we can help each other out. Um, And that's what we're here for, to help one another out and to spread love uh, through each other, through through the word of God. But, um, amen, you know. I think with our generation, you see a lot more depression. You see a lot more um, suicide, Um, you know, and I think a dependency to cope with the depression that may lead towards suicide um, is drugs. And I think that when you go through a lot, and, you know, I was talking to someone um, the other day about this, Keith. You know, I think as when we were growing up and when our parents were growing up, and I mean like as adolescents and teenagers, we didn't have a lot of the stress, and our parents didn't either. All our grandparents for that matter, that I think we face now as adults. You know, there's always been things that, um, have come about, you know, bills and, you know, job security and things of that nature. But I think that, right. you know, when you really look at how the world is today and how how much division there is and how, um, and I think this comes into play too, income inequality, where you have on one aspect 
someone that's the same age as us, and I'll use this for an example. You have someone like Mark Zuckerberg, who's the same age as us, who's the fifth richest person in the world. And you think to yourself, as a as a millennial or, you know, someone that's our age, what is he doing differently that I'm not doing? If you are consumed with greed and finances and, you know, trying to obtain a certain status in life, that could cloud your judgment on a lot of things, and that could ultimately lead to depending on substances that could take you down a road that you shouldn't go down because of the greed that you have to obtain a certain status in life. Um, and that's another thing. I'm hey, saying Joe. that. No, I I agree with you, Joe. Um, I I just wanted to throw something in there really quick. It you know, I think every generation has its issues, but I think for us the millennials growing up, we're we're, we're coming into the the uh, environment of, or or the age of becoming the father. You know, we're no longer children. We're becoming the dad. We're becoming the mom. We're becoming the adult. And we're seeing these issues play out, you know. And with suicide, it's, you know, I, I've got some statistics on it. And it's really alarming that the, the cause of it's, it's one of the leading causes of, of death amongst people from 10 to 24. Plenty of articles about this. I'll just share one. Um, it's the um, PRP Jason Foundation. And if you look up youth suicide, you'll see these things. And it's very alarming because, you know, like you said, there's stress and there's all these things battling the, you know, the youth today. And I think it was battling the youth before, but now it's just being uh, brought to light more. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, it, I, I totally understand that. Uh, and, you know, I, once again, you know, just like you mentioned, I agree with you. You know, I I, I, I think it's so many different facets that um, attribute to suicide with people our age. You know, as you were speaking, I, something came to mind. You know, I don't remember my grandparents and my parents talking about being bullied, you know, but kids – Nowadays, they're bullied at, I believe, at a higher rate than our parents and grandparents were bullied at, and they can't cope with the stress of being bullied, so they feel as if if they were to take their lives, it will solve everything. You know, I also feel that, you know, when our parents and our grandparents were growing up, of course, um, homosexuality was not uh, as widespread as it is now. And if you were to keep it uh, quiet or, you know, as as the phrase goes, keep it in the closet um, where no one really knew, um, they didn't have to worry about them killing themselves because of what they thought that someone may think of them. Because quiet is kept, it was better right. in the dark. But now that it's out in the forefront, you know, it puts a lot of pressure. Like you mentioned, that we're stressed 
is added to that as well. So when you think of being bullied, uh, financial stress, you know, you know, people dealing with different sexualities in today's world, you know, I think that is a high contributor. It, once again, even to go back to financial, to a financial standpoint, you look at student loans. You know, people may feel as if the, the stress of debt is attributing to uh, their way of life, and they feel as if, you know, if I just if I just kill myself, life will be better. That that's true. One thing, the only thing you said that was very important. Um, you mentioned something about bullying, how it how it pertains to um, our parents and how it pertains to us today. One thing I think I heard this in a movie somewhere, but it says you know, if you, like like say before the internet era and social media, if you got bullied at school, you could just go home, but now right. you can't go home anymore. Now it's online. I'm sending it right. to the whole, all the classmates. I'm sending it online. I'm sending. I'm making it public. This is viral now. So now I'm right. humiliating you and stripping you of, of your dignity in 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 broadcast form. And that really gets to the youth going on today. And with the anxiety, it's so much pressure from everywhere, you know. And and the thing that I want to just say is, you know, God. Gives us his peace. We, whatever people do, it's going to, you know, uh, offend, whatever people do, uh, whatever people may do that offends you, you know, we can't let it get our minds off of Jesus Christ. And I know that's easier said than done, but that's the only true anchor that we'll have because people will offend you in this life. People will persecute you for what you believe. People will humiliate you doing the right thing. People, you know, I think in the, in the Word of God it says, you know, those that live righteously will shall suffer persecution, and and it's, we should call that we should we should respond to that with joy, but on the other hand, some people don't respond to it that way, and you know they get stressed out, they stop eating, and they stop washing or whatever it is, and then they just go completely the other direction. And it really leads to suicide. You know, they don't think right. anybody loves them. They don't. They don't think anybody cares. And oh man, God cares. If you're listening to this tonight, God cares. Just one thing. Please don't let anybody tell you that He does not, because He is our hope and He is our faith. He cares. He laid His Son down for you, and that shows He cares. You know. Um... I think there's a silver lining to this, and I think that within this moment um, of suicide and depression and you know stress and things of that nature, I think that um, it makes people question: Is there a God? And I think the thought of the question—that's wow. powerful. Right, you know, like I think the thought of the question draws them. If it's even an inch, he'll take that inch and make it a mile. Right, I think that if they take that inch step to have the thought, that's all he needs to receive them. I think that when you think about 
depression and stress and suicide. You know, those are mental issues. It's mental instability. Um, And God is a God that makes the insane sane, right? He makes the impossible possible. And when you've reached that plateau or you've reached that peak of I just can't do it anymore, I can't take it. I mean, you, you, you've heard countless stories to where people have said, you know, just, for example, I, I heard a story the other day where a father was in the ICU with his daughter, and she was about to die. And he said, I never believed in, in God, but I said, Lord, if you are real and you exist, please don't let my daughter die. And within, I think, 24 hours, um, they, they took her out of ICU. I think she had cancer. Uh, they might have found a tumor or something. They took her out of ICU, put her in the regular room, and she was healed. They didn't find anything. And I think within that moment are those type of moments where you're lost. Because, you know, once again, what's depression? What's stress? It's something that you can't deal with, that you can't handle. It takes a toll on your inner self, and it blocks you from seeing what success is, right? So if you can't see the bigger picture, if you can't see the success, if you can't see the gratitude that you get out of life, then you have to find something that's bigger than yourself. And I think, once again, within those moments, that it allows people to think about who God is. And let's remember, the Scripture says, well, Jesus says, why worry? In other words, why stress? I take care of everything. I will supply your needs. And then once people get that understanding within those moments, the depression leaves, the stress leaves. But it, well, like you said, Keith, it's easier said than done. No, you you have to want it. You have to believe it. And if you can't do that, then it's hard. It's hard to live that way. And, you know, the question is, are we too sensitive towards suicidal thoughts? And that can go for believers or non-believers. You know, I'll be quite candid. You know, this is a family. You know, you know, Straight Talk with Joe isn't just about us talking to one another or, you know, people calling in and listening. You know, this is a true family because we are one. We are a unit. Um, and once again, um, I want to encourage anyone that's listening, please call in to 516-387-1427. That's 516-387-1427. You know, when I was younger, I tried to commit suicide a few times. You know, as a, as an adult, as a as a parent, as a husband, I've had suicidal thoughts. I've well, Joe, that, that's very interesting. That's very interesting. That, let, let's save that for the last segment. But I think Monique is on with us right now. But I really want to talk about that point. Um, Mo, are you there? Hi, guys. I'm here. 
Um, now we're questioning our identity. Now we don't even know whether we're a son or a daughter of the Most High God. Right, and that's where the enemy comes in. Um, and also, like I, I, I look at Second Timothy chapter one, it, it uh, one of one of my favorite scriptures. It says, uh, "For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of a fear, power right, and of love and and of sound mind." A sound now, mind. Now the thing that's is, right. What, what the, what the enemy does is if he can get you to doubt who you are, he will probably present mm-hmm. another way, like, hey, this is the real truth, or this is another way. Um, and all it is is to lead you away from Jesus Christ. That's what it's all planned to do. And either way, it's going to try to kill or steal or destroy something. That's the whole yep. purpose of the enemy. That's, that's why the, the, the thief comes to do that. And he goes around like a, a ravenous wolf, um, seeking whom he may de- desire uh, or devour, rather. And we have to keep that in mind. You know, the things of God are good. He wants to protect you. He wants you to stay within him. He wants you to re- remember who you are. Remember the spirit he's given you. But if you get too caught up in your own mind and start to doubt and it attacks your faith, then that's where the enemy has a foothold. And we have to be careful of these things. And it can lead to depression, it can lead to bondage, it can lead to anything that is not of God. Um, and then you'll start to find ways to cope with this pain. Maybe, like Joe mentioned earlier, drinking, something like that, drugs, whatever it is to get your mind off of the pain, instead of getting the fix and remedy for it. Yep. I wanted to move on uh, to segment two, uh, and it's something that Joe mentioned about when he said he had uh, suicidal thoughts. Um, before we go into that, when, like, let me ask you guys, like, when you hear about a story like, hey, so-and-so committed suicide, um, how do you respond to that, like? Do you, and be honest, do you, are you really compassionate about it, or is it like, man, that's a shame, let me move on to my regular life, you know? Well, how do you guys respond to that? Honestly, I think at this day and age, you hear about, especially if you grow up in the inner city, and I'm, and I'm just speaking, like, from from my thoughts or my beliefs, um, you hear about death and murder so much, and you see it so much, it's like it's like you know somebody sneezed. Oh, they killed themselves. Oh wow! And and I'm not trying to 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 you know make light of the situation, but you it's it's so common now to hear that someone killed themselves or someone was killed. Whereas I remember when I was growing up and my in my small hometown, you might have heard of five murders a year, maybe. Now I know people who are killing people, like, are killing themselves. I mean, it's, you, come, you become numb to it. And then the scary part is it becomes a normalcy to it. Yeah. I, I I think uh, I'm the same way. It's like uh, you 
hear about something, and it's like, man, that's a shame. But it's like, like, what am I really doing about it, or how do I express compassion for the family? And you hear about it so much, it's like, oh man, and it's even, you know, and, and I know this might sound so weird, and maybe it sounds crazy, but you kind of like skip the coping with it, or, or uh, uh, there's one verse I had written down where it, it says, you know, weep with those that weep. You know, it, it's like instead of like really embracing the pain with your fellow brother, we kind of think, well, is he in heaven or hell because of, he killed himself? Like, and it's just like, hey, man, like let's deal with what just happened really quick. You know, of, of course, you know that that is very important, but. Let's try to heal from this wound that's just been inflicted to the body of Christ, you know. And I think that's like a better approach. I mean, me personally, I would would take instead of, you know, just getting rid of it. Like, you know, because you know God is a God of the living. You know, He has no pleasure in you know this death. He didn't He didn't create us to die. You know, He wanted us to live. Um, and this life is so important. Uh, what about you, Monique? Um, I actually, so I grew up in a really safe neighborhood. Um, I, my entire life growing up, I never knew of anyone getting murdered. I never heard of anyone getting murdered. So very different. So, uh, you know, when I hear or like there was this one guy who committed suicide in my high school. I remember that. And it heavily, heavily impacted me and I didn't even know him but I I remember him I remember him while I know who he was um and it heavily impacted me and um you know if I know of someone that committed suicide or I know like a good friend of mine if you know an, a, a family member or a friend of theirs has committed suicide it's definitely um I show a lot of compassion, but I mean, I haven't, you know, been desensitized to it. Um, and so for me, I, I really get impacted by it. It really breaks my heart when I find out um, about that. And then also, like you're saying, um, in terms of, you know, when people start saying, oh, well, this person, you know, they kill themselves, so they went to hell. Like, all of a sudden, these people are putting themselves in the judgment seat and making themselves God and saying where this where this person went, you know? And so that that's really upsetting for me as well. You know, you know Monique, that's a good point. And, and, you know, I remember growing up, used to, I used to hear stories all the time. Well, this person killed themselves, they they went to hell. I have never read in the Bible where it says, if you kill yourself, you're going to go to hell. Exactly. Of course, you know, I'm not advocating it at all, but we're not the final judge. We can't discern where this person's spirit is going to go when they die. That's not for us to determine. You know, mm-hmm. I think I think we 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 cast too many stones in the church, and it turns people away. And um, 
we can't say we don't know what that person was going to do. You know, maybe as they were, you know, um, in the act of are about to, you know, commit suicide, maybe they were asking God to forgive them for what they were about to do. Who's to say? Right. That's a good it's point. It's really, you that's know, they, go ahead. What happened, Keith? No, I said that's a great point. A great point. You know, I look at it this way, like, they had accepted Jesus into their heart, right? Just like any one of us, anyone else in the world who accepted Jesus in their heart, and they're out sinning, committing a sin, right? Let's say someone, someone committed adultery, and they died the next day, right? Uh, are they are they going to to heaven or are they going to hell? Like, what's happening with them? It's like, well, they accepted Jesus in their hearts. And it says if we accept Jesus in our hearts, right, that our, we, we have that entrance into heaven. Um, mm-hmm. But God looks at the heart. And so it's really not up to us, just like Joe is saying, it's not up to us to determine where they've, where they've gone. How about instead of us starting uh, to, to point our finger and try and play God, how about we go and do what Jesus said and be compassionate and loving to the family members and friends who have now lost a loved one. Because we're not called right. to Amen. judge. Right? So why don't we really be and do what Jesus has asked us to do and go on love and show compassion to our brothers and sisters? There's a huge, in the Bible it talks about, um, you know, being able to, um, I believe it was in Jewish tradition, um, you know, you, ha- you have to take care of the, of the widows. Right, the widows and the orphans. If you don't take care of the widows, right, because they're kind of like the outcasts, like there, there was a calling to take care of the widows. It talks about that in the Bible. So, I mean, and that's because someone's lo- lost a loved one, right? They've lost their sole provider and all these different things. So I really, I really think people, when they start trying to, to point the finger and play God and sit on the Lord's judgment seat, that they really need to rethink that and say, you know, how can I love it? How can I bless this family who's going through a really tough time? Right, right. Instead, Amen. instead of I, I think pointing the finger in judgment. Yeah, we definitely, you know, I think that changes the narrative because death is, is sad, and obviously we're mourning for that. And we, and, and you know, if they're, if they're a believer, we believe they they're going to be with the Lord. Um, the thing is, you know, before we get to the rejoice, let's let's weep with them that weep. You know, it's like it's going to take time to 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 lose someone is is very is very sad. Jesus wept when he knew he would bring. Lazarus back to life, he still wept with, you know, them that were weeping. It, it, it's, the, it, it's showing, uh, like Monique said, that compassion, showing that you care for your brother, showing that you're with them, showing that you're coping with, with this pain with them, because it pains to lose somebody. I mean, let's just be honest. <laughs> Even when you break up with, you know, if you have a boyfriend and girlfriend, you're still grieving the loss of that relationship. If you're in a marriage and your spouse dies, you're grieving the loss of that spouse. If someone was a part of your life, a parent, anybody, and um, we're not that person that lost something, 
So let's try to get put ourselves in their shoes and, and take on that burden with them to let them know how much you love them. Uh, so I, I think these are great points. Uh, if anybody wants to call in, feel free to give us a call at uh, 516-387-1427 to share with us um, any testimonies. We're going to take it to the next part, um, and Joe hit on this, uh, about Christians experiencing suicidal thoughts. Um, if you've dealt with any type of suicide, whether it be with yourself personally or a family member or a close friend, uh, please give us a call and tell, tell us and, and share with us how you, you know, overcame and how it is to deal with these things. Uh, if you have a testimony you want to share, please give us a call. Uh, Joe, you said that you dealt with these thoughts. Like, what, can you take us through the process of how that happened? Yeah, so, um, you know, I'll just briefly talk about how it it comes or came to me. So, you know, if if I'm going through a situation in life, and say, for example, if um, oh, my kids are sick, and, and this, this isn't the thought that triggered it, but just, I just use it as an example. So say the kids are sick. And say my wife is away traveling my business, and I get overwhelmed. Kids are running around screaming and crying, fevers, and I can't deal with it. So then I go to this place in my head that says, you're not worthy enough to have a family. Who told you that you have the right to take care of another life? You're not responsible you can barely take care of wow. how can you take how can you how can you take care of somebody else? You you are a failure. I mean these are thoughts. I'm saying it but there have been times where I've had these same thoughts. It's crazy that I say it when I when I speak it. But I mean so then after you have those thoughts, the next thing that could come about is you might as well just kill yourself. It'd be a lot better if you just killed yourself. You know, all you got to do is just, and, and, and it's crazy, it'll be steps of showing you how to do it, right, right? So like all you got to do is, like, get maybe a stitching cord or a big, strong belt tied around, like, the closet um, closet rod, put a chair under you, kick the chair from up under you, boom, you'll be all over. I mean, it's, 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 it's scary. But the counterpart to that is that I have a God that I know who loves me. And I have a God who I serve that is taking care of me throughout all of my formalities in life. I know that I have a purpose to serve because, like I mentioned earlier on the call, when I was a kid, I tried to kill myself because I was bullied. I was overweight. And um, I was overweight. I was uh, ethnic. I mean, <laughs> um, I was poor. Um, you know, nobody liked me. Nobody wanted to play with me. So as a kid, I was like, I might as well just kill myself. And I tried to do it. But God saved me. And from an early age, I knew who God was. I got saved when I was like seven. I I got saved. Nobody told me to do it. I got saved. 
and uh, you know, it's been too many instances where I know I should have been dead. Whether it was self-inflicted or God just saved me, you know. So, if anybody's listening to what I just said, call in. Just know that there is a thing that's greater than you that wants you to be greater than what you are right now. Don't allow your current situation to dictate where you're going in life. It may seem, and that's the key word, it may seem hard. It may seem like you're at a disadvantage. But there always is a silver lining any situation that you're going through. It's only for a moment. Things, listen, this phrase has been around since slavery. Trouble does not last always. Things happen. Life happens. All you have to do is stay focused on the person that God wants you to be. God doesn't want you to be less than. He wants you to be greater than. God wants you to be a better person, a better husband, a better father, a better friend, a better sister, a better coworker, a better brother. He just wants you to be better than what you are right now. And the depression and the suicidal thoughts, you're being selfish because you're taking away something from someone who may love you. You may you may think that your spouse may not love you. You may think that your kids don't love you. You may think your parents don't love you, whatever. But they do. And the grief that you'll cause them in your absence within your death Selfish. So take that selfish burden off of you. Give it to God. In fact, that's why Jesus died. And as we open up the show, he said that I come to give you life and give it to you in abundance. Don't be selfish. Give it to God. Amen. Amen, brother. Uh, yeah, so actually we have someone that we have a caller on the line. We'll, we'll patch we'll patch them in. Uh, here we go. Hey, caller, you're on with yeah, Joe. I think uh, I think I think you might have to turn something down. Hello. Hello. Hey, hey, caller. Hi. Hey. Did did Um, you there something you wanted to share, or you know, we're talking about suicide uh, tonight and how it impacts us and what what causes it. And uh, we ran some numbers earlier, but uh, we're just we're just sharing how you know how to deal with it. We can be you know being more compassionate toward others that go through it. Um, and just sharing our testimonies and how we dealt with it. Is there anything you wanted to share? Yeah, actually it is. Um, 
just personally, um, I had a family member commit suicide years ago, and um, I experienced a lot of different emotions, but at the same time, um, what I did notice was how uh, the Christians around me responded uh, to Mm. that situation. (laughs) Uh, One of the things Mm. that I got a lot was, you know, he may be going to hell. What if he went to hell? Um, Or um, just how did he do it? You know, things like that, that to me wasn't important. What was important was uh, my emotional health, my mental health, and people were so focused on the the juicy, the gossip, the the parts of it that meant nothing at that point because he was already gone. Um, so just speaking as a Christian, if you uh, know someone who has a relative or friend that committed suicide, I think your role is to more so be um, present um, in their life. Um, and I think that works also for the person that wants to commit suicide as well is to be present. I think oftentimes we think that uh, a text is enough to, to, to check in with somebody or we think that, um, you know, oh, I messaged this person on Facebook and that was enough to make sure that that person was okay. And it's not. You have to physically be present, show your face, invite them out, hang out with them, tell them you love them, like show them um, with your presence versus just saying it. And, I I mean, you guys have said a lot of great things. I think one of the last things I heard before I called was um, know that, you know, God loves you and that these people love you and don't do this selfish thing. But at the same time, it's one thing to know this because I'm pretty sure all these people that have committed suicide, they know these things. I know the person that I know that committed suicide knew this, but that's not where they're at mentally when that happens. Um and I feel like they're at a place of just complete hopelessness where they feel like there's nobody there for them, there's nobody present in their lives, nobody cares. So I think as long as you're present, you're showing them that you care. So answer your phone, even when you don't want to talk to that person, you know, show them that you care through your actions and and being in your presence. Um, so that, I mean, I guess that's like the, the biggest thing I learned from that experience um, and just also not to focus on the – the negative stuff, uh, how he did it and why he did it and all that stuff. So, so a quick question. Not immediately after it happened. Say it was a few months after it happened and someone found out about it. And the question that they, or, or not even the question, but say they made the comment, well, they killed themselves, they're going to hell. As a Christian, and that being your relative, how did that make you feel? Um, you know, I think it made me feel sad for them uh, that they that they would um, come to that type of conclusion, knowing the type of God we serve and knowing um, who God is. Uh, for me, it just felt like that person didn't know who God was because I I do believe that. Uh, just committing suicide isn't synonymous with um, with hell. Like, it just doesn't always work that way. Some people have mental health issues where they're not themselves, and maybe somebody else is in their head. You never know. Like people, he could 
people could have been possessed or whatever. So it's just, for me, I feel bad for that person who says that to me. But that's because I know better. But somebody like, you know, I don't know, somebody who, who's not as a, I don't know, strong Christian or maybe mature Christian, they don't know better. So when they hear, oh, he went to hell, it's going to freak them out, and they're going to think that, and they're going to believe that, and they're going to fall for that. Right. Well, you know, thank you for calling in. We appreciate your comments. Um, that's the kind of stuff that we need to hear. We we need to hear things like that because it allows other people to get a better perspective of what people are going through. And you know, you you made some great points, and you know, we really appreciate your your your, your call. Um. You know, I think I think at times you feel as if no one is listening to us, no one feels the way that we feel. And well, as that as the caller just pointed out, you know, people might have reached the point of hopelessness. And like she said, when you can't You can't ignore people sometimes. I know, you know, our friends, especially our friends, our family may get on our nerves and we may not want to talk to them, but you never know what someone's going through. And especially if you know they might have a history of something, whether it's mental illness, whether it's depression, you know that they're stressed out about something. They just want to talk to you. And maybe a quick conversation could save a life. And then the last verse in the book of James, chapter 5, it says, if you save someone, you've saved a multitude of sins. Just talk to people. You know, and another great point that she made, that was a great call, another great point that she made, she said, just because someone kills themselves doesn't give you uh, or doesn't warrant you the the process uh, doesn't want you the process to judge them because they could have been mentally ill. You know, I remember um, it was the man in the graveyard that was possessed by many demons, many demons. In today's world, people thought that he was crazy. But Jesus saw what was in him. We can't, we, we can't be... Today's Christians remind me so much of the Pharisees. We can't live like that. We have to see past the world and see through the Spirit. Amen. Yeah, that's good, Joe. Uh, Go ahead, Monique. Um, I was just, this um, makes me think about Judas, right? Because Judas committed suicide. Mm. And um, in Matthew 27, verses 3 through 4, um, it says, When Judas, who had betrayed him, saw that Jesus was condemned, he was seized with remorse and returned the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders. 
I have sinned, he said, for I have betrayed innocent blood. What is that to us? They replied, that's your responsibility. And it was after that conversation that Judas killed himself. So here were these chief priests and the elders, and he was just like she was saying, you know, they were seeking, um, Judas was seeking some sort of, you know, um, he needed someone present in his life. He needed to talk to someone. He needed to process through. And they didn't offer that to him, and he went and he hung himself. Right. And so right. it's just like right there, Bible, you know, if if the chief priests and the elders would have said, you know what, let's talk about this. Maybe we can take atonement for it, for what you have done, whatever it was. Maybe Judas wouldn't have killed himself. Right. And you, know, you, know, you know what's really powerful about that? He went to, like, men instead of going to God. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like you can, get to a, you can get to a place where you think God doesn't even want to talk to you. But, you know, who's to say that, you know, he couldn't have went to, to God. He couldn't have went to, you know what I mean? But his mind was just such in the wrong place. Like, right. he seemed like he had good intentions, but his mind was off. He, he was sorry. He was, you know, he was trying to repent. He was trying to correct the wrong that he's done. But he went to the wrong place. And the thing is, is like Christ offers his, for, you know, for, God, Christ offers forgiveness for us. But if you listen to the voices in your head that tells you otherwise, Right. You know, it leads to sorrow, and then it leads to death. Like, you know, I've lost right. my hope. What's the point of going on anymore? Let me right. do this. And and that's and, and I wanted to add something in there, uh, Monique. I was thinking about Acts 16, um, where the guard, the jailer, um, uh, basically Paul was in jail, and then there was an earthquake, and then the jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open, and he assumed the prisoners had escaped. So he drew his sword to kill himself, and he and then Paul shouted, you know, stop, don't don't kill yourself, we're all here. And then it, it's just like, you know, even in that moment, all was lost for this jailer. He, 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 it was his responsibility, and it's like, hey, I'm going to do this, and Paul's like, no. And then the jailer asked him, you know, what must I do to be saved? Like, how do I get out of this? And, you know, he gave him the gospel, praise God. But it's like, hey, there's always life. Like uh, like Joe said, there's silver lining. Look for the silver lining. There, there's something there. There's life. You know, there's abundant life. You know, God is all around. He is not the God of death. He's the God of life. And um, But we can't keep our minds on the wrong thing, you know, the wrong way of thinking. And, it, and that's where the battle is in our mind. In our mind, we serve Christ. Yeah, I think it for us, you know, as Christians, we need to understand when a lie is being deposited. Like, we need to know if, like, the certain things that Joe was talking about, you know, those thoughts that were coming in his head, those are lies. And that's a lie directly deposited by the enemy, right? And so how are we fighting against these lies? Because if we just, it's, we can think of um, our minds like a bank account, right? And so if we allow these negative 
which negative thoughts are lies that we're believing. And when we believe them, we are then partnering with these lies. So it's getting all deposited in our account. And, and there's no, and so basically we're in the negative. We're not in the positive, right? So we need to understand that when something negative comes in our mind, we say, no, that's a lie. And we declare the opposite of that. So, you know, I've struggled with suicidal thoughts. I have attempted suicide multiple times. And by the grace of God, it didn't work. Um, But let me tell you, like, you know, it's because I was coming in, I was partnering with these lies. And so now um, I've, I've finally come to understand that. Okay, what is a lie? Well, a lie is anything that's contrary to who God says I am right? How does God see me? I need to look at myself through the, through the lens of my creator. And my creator wouldn't say, Monique, you're less than. Monique, you're not worthy for this job. Monique, you're never going to amount to anything. God would never say those things. God is saying, Monique, you are worthy. Monique, you deserve the desires of your heart. Monique, You are pure. You are holy and righteous before me. Monique, I I am going to give you exceedingly, abundantly more than you could ever ask for or imagine. So when I start believing I'm never going to amount to something, I can declare those things over my life. I, I I break that lie up and I say, no, I will not partner with this lie. I am, and you just start declaring those things over yourself. That's the first field of the mind. And we need to understand that just a, a, a bad or a negative thought, we cannot just be so willy-nilly with it. We need to understand when a negative thought comes into our mind, oh, baby, it's on and popping. Guess what? Spiritual warfare is happening. And if we just sit there and we allow the fiery arrows from the enemy to hit us, of course we're going to go down. But we got to take up our shield, our shield of faith, right? And what's our, with our, and faith in knowing who we are, whose we are, our identity. If we take up that shield, we can deflect those fiery arrows from the enemy. Amen. Amen. That, that leads us to our last point. Um, just some closing um, thoughts, and I'll go first. Um, but before I, I do that, uh, I just wanted to. You know, let everybody know there's there's definitely help. Talk to somebody. Talk to us. Give us a call. You know, um, hit us up on that social media at straight talk uh, straight talk Joe at gmail dot com. An email. Um, there's a lot of good um, uh, places you can go to get help. To talk to somebody. God created us for a relationship. He created us for companionship. He created a family, and uh, we have to keep that in mind. But I just wanted to give, you know, a final thought. It's um, a piggyback off of what Monique uh, has said about, you know, it's a battlefield of the mind. Um, in James uh, chapter 1, verse 14, it says, But every man is tempted when he is drawn away by his own lust and enticed. Uh, we have to be careful not to be drawn away with our own lust. Now, it, however that comes, you know, don't don't be drawn away by bad thoughts. Don't be drawn away with what seems 
you know, like it's not going to happen. You have to do something on your own or, or you know, God's not there. He, 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 he's abandoned you. He, you know, don't let those thoughts drive you away to go do something uh, that will move you away from, from God. Because that's, that's a trick of the enemy. And God wants you to abide in him. He wants you to be set up under him because he is our protection. He is our shield. Um, but if you draw yourself away from that, you will be, you know, a, 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 just a, a, a target for the enemy for any type of thoughts that come into your head. And next thing, you know, you don't want to go down that path. Remember, I just want to remember again, uh, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus said he's come to give life and give it more, more abundantly. So I just wanted to end with that. Hello? Yeah, I can I can go next. Um I also want to throw out the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. Um so, you know, if maybe you don't feel comfortable someone's listening and you don't feel comfortable sharing maybe with your friends or your family what you're struggling with, you can speak to a live person on the phone. 24/7 so day or night at 1-800-273-8255 again that's 1-800-273-8255 and that's the National Suicide Prevention Hotline and you can also um go on their website it's suicidepreventionlifeline.org um for more information and help. Um, yeah, I just want to close with saying, like, suicide, I, I love what our caller said when she said that, you know, suicide is not synonymous with health, right? And um, just like it says, you know, before you go and, and start casting judgment on your brother or your sister, why don't you take the pull out of your own eye, <laughs> right? And, and so I, I truly believe here, um, and I couldn't agree more with, with our caller, is it's really about being present in someone's life. It's really because they are feeling so hopeless, like there's no hope. And so as brothers and sisters in Christ, we are called to hold that hope for them. And we're called to pour into our brothers and sisters. We're called to encourage. We're called to love on, right? Jesus said the, the greatest commandment is to love one another. And, and that's what's happening when people are experiencing, when they are preparing to attempt suicide, they literally, there is that absence of love and um, they're just feeling so low on themselves, and so it takes us loving on them. But I also want to say this, that there, can, that there are situations where people are loving on the person. They are pouring into the person, but that person just cannot believe it for themselves. 
And I'm just saying for anyone out there who's listening who has experienced a family member or a close friend who has committed suicide, don't carry that responsibility that I could have, would have, should have. If I would have done this, then they'd still be here. If, if I, if I would have answered their phone call, if I, if I could have offered a helping hand, if you're carrying that, the weight, feel that if you could have done something, then they would still be here, I just, I'm inviting you right now to just lift that burden, to take that burden and lay it at the feet of the Lord because that's not your burden to carry. Um, and, and you just, you just take, it, take it to the Lord take it to him he says for my yoke is easy and my burden is light it's don't carry this around with you don't carry it around you don't know you don't know whether they'd still be here or they wouldn't and it's just don't carry that burden around i i I just really want to invite you to really lay that down at, at the feet of the lord and the other thing if you are struggling and wondering did they go to heaven you know, did they go to hell? Take instead of trying to analyze and go onto onto websites and this, that, and the other. Why don't you go into the secret place and go to the Lord and let Him speak to you about it and let Him give you peace, right? Just like Joe was saying, we need to go straight to God, to man. Let's go to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm really struggling with this. I don't know if I'm going to see my brother and my sister in heaven. Can you speak to me on this? And let Holy Spirit come in and really really give you revelation and insight um, during this difficult time, during this difficult situation. Yeah, so I just want to bless you guys with that. I just want to bless you guys with just love and peace. And, and for those of you, comfort for any of you who have experienced a loved one or a friend who has, committed suicide i just want to just bless you with with peace and love and just ask holy spirit to come and and be your comfort amen joe final thought i hope we didn't lose joe Probably, I think Joe had to step away, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but I, honestly, I, I feel moved to, to pray really quick. I know I'm not in the best place, um, but I just wanted to pray over the listeners that, or anybody that uh, is will listen to this because this will be online in the podcast. We hope you listen. Um, Heavenly Father, we thank you right now for this moment and this uh, show. Um uh, We just ask right now that you let your spirit of kindness and gentleness and love and life touch the ears of whoever is listening to this, that they may know that they are loved. But more importantly, Lord God, above that, that they may know you and that they know that you are loved, Lord God. Touch their spirit, Lord God. Quicken their spirit, Lord God, to live. That is your nature, to live, Lord God, to have that abundant life you promised, Lord God. Let them hold on and believe that, Lord. Let them believe your words that are spirit and life, Lord God. Let them grasp and take hold to that, Lord God, and grow from there, Lord God. Let them put down the blade, the the medication, anything that they're 
contemplating on using to end it all, Lord God. Remind them who you are. Remind them of your life. Remind them of your power. Uh, Remind them of your joy, Lord God, that there is more, Lord God. That they keep pressing towards the mark, Lord God, to be just like you, to have that peace you left, Lord. We thank you right now in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you for your son. Please cleanse our hearts and make our minds and set us free. Uh, make our minds free, Lord God, in you. In Jesus' mighty name, we love you and we thank you. Amen. Amen. Uh, so that will conclude the show. Um, God bless you guys. Have a wonderful night. Uh, we'll see you next week. And uh, take care, guys. Welcome to the show. It's Straight Talk with Joe. Welcome to the show. It's Straight Talk with Joe.